Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about a futuristic technology that could help us stop making a mess in space, how we finally solved a deceptively simple mathematics mystery, and the surprising science of glass with special guest Nick Juhas. Let's shatter some curiosity. Like glass shatters? Yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Researchers have come up with a new idea for cutting back on space junk. And in case you've missed our previous coverage on space debris, let's just say that this is a big deal. That's because as of January 2019, there's an estimated 34,000 pieces of large debris in low Earth orbit. That's a combination of dead satellites, spent rocket stages, and other assorted bits of space junk. There are thousands of satellites scheduled to launch in the next decade, so the problem is only going to get worse. And as reported by Universe Today, that's why a team of scientists from Madrid came up with a simple but elegant way to stop making more of a mess. Equip future satellites with a tether system so they can deorbit themselves at the end of their lives. Meet the ET-PAC system. Full name, Electrodynamic Tether Technology for Passive Consumable-less Deorbit Kit. It's a low-work function tether made of a strip of aluminum tape, which is coated with a special material that emits electrons when it's illuminated by the sun. This causes the tether to become attracted to the Earth's magnetic field, which means it then lowers its altitude until it burns up in the Earth's atmosphere. The tether itself would be 2 centimeters wide, 50 microns thick, pretty thin, and several kilometers in length. During the launch of the satellite, the tether would be rolled up in a reel and only deployed once the satellite was in orbit. A low-work-function tether transforms orbital energy into electrical energy while it deorbits the satellite, without using any type of fuel. It's different from current propulsion systems because a low-work-function tether doesn't need propellant. It uses natural resources in space, like the geomagnetic field, ionospheric plasma, and solar radiation. Material science at its finest. When the project concludes in three years, the team hopes to test a prototype on a demonstration flight. This concept has already captured the interest of the ESA and industries in the new space sector, and it's also led to two national patents where the tether could be used for propulsion and power generation. Here's to keeping space clean and sustainable. Say you're going to color a map like you'd color a coloring book. You'd color every region a single color. Here's your question. How many colors would you need to use if the only rule was that two adjacent regions of the map can't be the same color? Believe it or not, this is a problem that plagued mathematicians for more than 100 years, and it took the invention of the computer to finally solve it. The question was first posed in 1852 by a law student named Francis Guthrie. He'd noticed that he would needed at least four colors to color the map of England. This made him wonder if four colors might be enough to color any map. In order to answer this question, he had to look at all possible maps and make sure none of them needed five colors, which, considering the sheer number of maps, would take an unbelievable amount of time. Because of all the possible maps they had to look at, it wasn't until the 1970s that mathematicians were finally able to prove that you can't have a map with a number of regions that would require five colors. That was in 1976, when mathematicians used computers to reduce the number of maps to just under 2,000, then tested every single one to make sure they could all be filled in with four colors. Since this was one of the first times a computer had ever been used to solve the math problem, it was actually pretty controversial. 
People suggested these proofs should only be proved by people, not machines, even though two previous proofs made by humans had been faulty. Obviously, mathematicians have played nice with computers and computer algorithms since the 70s, but there are echoes of this controversy today over autonomous vehicles. People are nervous about letting a computer drive, even though human error is the reason for 94% of car crashes. The moral of the story is that distrust of technology is a tale as old as technology itself. One fun color to use on a map is the color purple. And hey, today's episode is sponsored by Purple Mattress. Sleep is important. The quality of your sleep affects the quality of your daily life. And if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a Purple Mattress. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. It uses a brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist, so it feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. It's not like the memory foam you're probably used to. Yeah, even if you're a mathematician who doesn't trust computers, this is a technology you can get on board with. The Purple Mattress keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you this zero-gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. When you order, you'll get a 100-night risk-free trial, and if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's also backed by a 10-year warranty with free shipping and returns. You're going to love Purple. And right now, Curiosity Daily listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's on top of all the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text CURIOUS to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text CURIOUS to 84888. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. There's a lot of hidden science behind different types of glass. And that's according to a guy who just finished shooting a TV show about glass blowing. I'm talking about a brand new Netflix competition series called Blown Away. And it's the first show ever to combine a reality competition with glass blowing. It's hosted by science influencer Nick Juhas, the man behind the Nickopedia YouTube channel. And today, Nick joins us to talk a little bit about what he learned while working on the show, with a little help from the Corning Museum of Glass. So this is so cool. Um, Corning was actually one of the main sponsors of the show. Um, so the prize package for the contestants, because it is a reality competition, um, they get a $60,000 prize package that includes a uh, residency, an artist residency at the Corning Museum of Glass. They invited me to come to the Corning Museum to kind of check it out. And it is it is actually where like science, science, glass and art really is where the Corning Museum of Glass, like that's like kind of like what it's all about. My mind was totally blown alone by how much science and how much I guess you could say almost like learning there is uh, in glass so like for example like gorilla glass that same type of formula um, the same type of glass that it's actually used in the uh, windows of all the space shuttles and Pyrex those three glasses were actually developed at Corning and so they're kind of like the in a way like the the godfathers of, of glasses and glass innovation and I got to learn all about sort of what makes glass uh, different and why certain glasses operate the way they do and what it really comes down to it's kind of like metallurgy and so almost all the glasses are all the same they all have like a silicon base but then 
the impurities within the glass totally change the molecular structure of how the glass operates. And so you can have different elements within the glass that totally change its properties. And so one great example of that is, is Pyrex. Pyrex is you know used in all labware. It's used for cooking. I think it has a different name for, for cooking, um, but it's a particular type of glass that just has a really good thermal expansion coefficient. So it's like you can heat it up and it doesn't crack when it gets heated up. So it expands at a rate that it doesn't actually break the glass. So there's like, if anyone's listening to this and they have an inkling of an idea to go to Corning, like really, really check out the Corning Museum of Glass. It's just so, so interesting. And they have a whole science like take and a science angle at the museum. It's, it's kind of like a science museum, actually. If you're going on vacation this summer, then listen up. Apparently, the Corning Museum of Glass is located smack in the middle of the drive from New York City to Niagara Falls. So if you've got those two locations on your summer vacation plans, then check it out. Again, that was Nick Juhas, host of the Netflix series Blown Away. The show debuted today. So if you're cooped up this weekend with rain or snow or unbelievable heat, then you just learned about the perfect show to binge watch. You can find links to the show, Nick's YouTube channel, and more in today's show notes. Before we recap what we learned today, let's talk weekend plans. We'll be back tomorrow with another special Saturday episode of Curiosity Daily. It's the final episode in our mini-series about how science and technology are being applied to drive innovation and change the world. And you do not want to miss this one, because we'll be talking about what makes your smartphone smart, along with some really cool new technology that you might see soon. And we'll be back Sunday to do our usual thing. And if you've got some free time this weekend, we'd love it if you could take a minute to nominate Curiosity Daily to be a finalist in the 2019 Podcast Awards. Just visit podcastawards.com and look for Curiosity Daily in the drop-down menus for the categories of People's Choice, Education, and Science and Medicine. And now, let's recap what we learned today. Today we learned that futuristic tethers could help satellites deorbit when they die. And that some people will just never trust technology, even when it helps us color our maps. And that there's a lot of science that goes into making glass. And that I have to go visit Niagara Falls because it sounds like there's a great glass museum on the way there. Yeah, I heard that somewhere. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And have a great weekend. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.